guys. All right, guys, you're tuned into the Dope Girls Pray podcast. I am your host, Kanisha H. Um, guys, we are so excited as you guys are logging in and tuning in. We need you to share, 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 invite. Um, we are going to dive in on tonight. We're going to have a hot topic. This is going to be an awesome topic as well that we're going to be discussing. Our topic actually for tonight is my advice to my sister before her marriage. And the subtopic is Esther's in the season, um, Esther's that are rising up. And so you guys know that this month is literally the continuation of the sis hold my hand and so we're talking about hot topics pertaining to women yes women um so guys we are excited we're pumped listen as you're tuning in we need you to share 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 we want to be speaking on some things tonight touching on some areas tonight um that needs to be talked about especially for the body of Christ and even just in general as women and so we have a special guest on with us tonight her name is prophetess yolanda d mercer this woman is a beast in the realm of the spirit and naturally you guys are going to enjoy what it is that she has to offer her gifts and thing that she's doing in the body of christ and for the kingdom and so guys we're, i'm going to introduce you guys to her so we're going to start with prayer first and again as you guys are coming in share 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 so god we thank you god we love you god we adore you god we magnify you father we lift you up father there is no name above your name jesus there is no name above your name jesus god your adonai your elohim god your el shaddai god your el kadish god you are yeshua hamashiach god you are yahweh god you are the i am that you say that you are and we love you we honor you god we exalt you we reverence you on tonight father and there is nobody like you god we thank you for allowing us to come together god you said in your word when two or three are gathered father then so here are you god and so we thank you for being in the midst of us god right now we ask you god right now in the name of jesus god to cover god cover the podcast cover the speakers cover the listeners right now father we bind every assignment of the enemy from the enemy on tonight father you said in your word that whatever we bind god um, we will bind in the heavens and whatever we loose on the earth god so shall you loosen the heavens and so we bind the heavens and we loose the angels right now in the name of jesus god we cancel every assignment that was sent out against the podcast on tonight right now in the name of jesus we send it back to the sender that is working in the earth realm right now father that is standing but standing in front of the principality we send it back to the sender god we call it all and void father we cut it off and break it off at the root right now in the name of jesus father now we ask you to hide us behind the cross father never let them see us but only let them see you because it's all about you jesus and so god we so can saturate this prayer in your son's blood and it's in jesus's name that we pray amen amen all right so guys again um we are excited tonight as you guys are coming in we need you to share 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 invite um our hot topic for tonight is i just forgot it that fast <laughs> oh yes my advice to my sister for her marriage um and the subtopic is raising up esters um so we're going to be diving in on that i still hear like a little bit of feedback on your side Yolanda. That's the enemy. Guys, pray, pray, pray. You know, we fight against um the principality of the airways every time that we come on. So your job, because you're not just here to spectate, but your job is here to assist and pray, assist and pray. So Yolanda, go ahead and 
introduce yourself to the speaker. Let them know where it is that you're tuning and speaking from. Yes, I am tuning in from Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> and I am definitely excited to be here um, just to really engage in this needed conversation. Yes, ma'am. Single, you know, is something that is a topic that is not talked about a lot, especially in the spiritual church realm. And that's a mistake. It's definitely something that should be talked about. So I'm definitely excited and happy to be here. Yes, ma'am. And so literally I was speaking to Yolanda, you guys, um, before we actually um, went live and I was telling her it was so weird when the Lord gave me the, the topic because he didn't give me anything until today. And so literally when he said that my advice to the woman I was saying to her, I said, it's so weird because practice um, Islam. I actually helped my ex-husband translate a book and it was called My Advice um, to My Sister Before Her Marriage. And literally the book was just based off of information um, for a woman before her marriage, preparation and different things and what type of woman not to be. Um, and literally this book, it still sells today all over the world. You know, people buy this book, people that are looking to get married, sometimes people that are married and they, they didn't get a chance to get that pet talk, you know, that conversation of, of the do's and the don'ts, you know, before your marriage. Because sometimes, and let's be honest, we wait until we get married to really kind of seek advice or try to now, you know, try to find information on, you know, the do's and the don'ts and, and how and the wins and the whys, you know, but honestly, yeah, she's saying it's the echo and a loud noise belter. Hold on one second. I'm going to take you out and bring you back in. Okay. It's, it's still. Um, what are you using? Your phone or your computer? Okay. I don't know why it's doing it. The blood of Jesus. But we plead the blood of Jesus right now because the enemy doesn't want this conversation um, to be talked about or to take place because he knows that it's, it's needed for such a time as this. But we're going to keep going. We're not going to be distracted because it's just a distraction to tear us from our assignment. So guys, bear with us with the noise thing. Um, just pray. Come on, use your, your mouth, power, your authority that you have and pray um, because sometimes this stuff happens. And so literally, like I was saying, you know, sometimes we wait you know, until, matter of fact, let me try to take mine out really fast. Yeah, it's still coming from your side. All right, so I'm going to mute your mic really fast because that's where the sound is coming from. Um, and so literally, you know, sometimes we wait until, you know, we're married to now try to find advice advice or, you know, the learn the do's and the don'ts when this was something, you know, that we actually should have took time to learn before, you know, we actually got married. And why am I saying that? Because it's called preventative measures, because sometimes you don't want to wait to learn how to do CPR until it's actually time to do it. You know, that's something that should be taught. It's something that's proactive. And they do teach you that proactively so that when there is an emergency, you know what to do. You know how to, to respond. You're like a first responder. And so it's so important because I feel like in the body of Christ sometimes, and it's not everywhere, but it's a lot. It's a, it's a universal thing. We lack really with the teaching um, of being proactive. And so the thing is, like, what am I saying? 
when we make a decision, you know, um, that we want to be married, you know, not only do you study about marriage, but you study about divorce as well. You know, you should always study the opposite, you know, and sometimes as believers, and I'm going to be honest, you know, we don't study anything. We won't study what it is and we don't study the opposite, you know, when all we just jump into it, we go off of other people's experiences. And sometimes everybody's experience is not always the right experience. You know, you know, literally, um, somebody may say this worked for them, you know, and you don't know their household. Maybe he's a man, you know, that's passive and that was okay that, you know, she acted a certain way, but that might not work when you get married, you know, with your husband. And so you have to, to understand that there is a foundation for everything and the Bible backs it up because there's many stories in the Bible of how the women were with their husbands and things of preparations. Like we can go through so many stories, but the one example that the Holy Spirit has given me is even with Ruth, you know, how she was prepared, you know, before she presented herself, you know, literally to be found when she was found working in the field. But, you know, her, her aunt was giving her all of the, the do's and the don'ts and the things. And this is what you do, even down to how she presented herself to Boaz, you know, for him to even notice her, you know, and what I found in the body of Christ, this type of stuff is not taught. This It, it doesn't happen. And, you know, we don't really try to find solutions until we're on the verge of almost getting a divorce or a situation. And that's the bad part. And so we're going to be talking about um, that on tonight. Um, so our first question, Yolanda, is what are some things we should do to prep before getting married? Like, what, where do we start? I would say, first of all, it starts with you being whole yourself because two halves don't really make a whole when it comes to relationships. Um, I also think that in the Christian world, we think of being equally yoked as I'm saved, you're saved. Yeah. And to me, that's not the case. If I don't know my goals, if I don't know my worth and my value, if I don't have a vision for myself, um, then I'm not equally yoked with anybody. Yeah. And so when I can target those particular attributes about myself, I think that's where we begin when mm -hmm. it comes to preparing to be with anybody. Right. I am not whole then I am of no good to anybody else. I think sometimes there's such a negative connotation when it comes to being single um, or to even being hidden. Uh, that's a, kind of been my thing during the quarantine is talking about not negating that moment in time of being hidden because this is an opportunity for you to be prepared. How can I prepare to become a wife or become anything if I don't have the capacity for it, right. I have to be prepared. And so um, utilizing this time to figure out who I am and what are my love languages? How do I communicate? Um, how do I receive love as a well to give love? These are all intricate details that have a lot to do with my preparation as a mate. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That healing part is so important, um, what you just said, you know, because that is the first step um, before, 
you know, we can we can really entertain um, the, the idea or the thought of marriage, you know, that healing is something that has to take place, you know, and, and how do you get to that place of knowing that you need to be healed? It really comes from just staying in the secret place. You know, that relationship with the father is so important because if you don't have a relationship, you're not going to know that you need to ask the father, show me me to me. You know, you're not going to know to ask that question because to be honest, when we're looking at ourselves, we don't think nothing is wrong with us. You know, I'm perfect. What? Who said what? They said that I was what? You know, we don't think like that. We think literally, you know, well, um, it's nothing wrong with me, you know, X, Y, and Z until somebody pointed out and be like, girl, you know, you got attitude problems or girl, you know, X, Y, Z. And then it's like, wait, what, what, what? I got a what? You know, and so it's it's so important because when you're in that that alone time, you know, before the yeah. or even seeking to, to be court, you know, you do have to deal with those issues, you know, within yourself. And then sometimes we do know, let's be honest, many of us, we're in a time we do know what the heck is wrong with us. You know, literally, <laughs> we know what's going on with us. We know that we got some attitude problems. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, literally like what's what's going on. And so you know, some you have to make a decision because everything starts with a decision. Even following yes. Christ, you know, it starts with a decision. And so you have to make a decision, you know, literally like, okay, you know, um, I know that there are some things that I need to, to fix before I can pursue even friendships, you know, relationships or want to be married, you know. Um, and so I'm going to take this time to, to fix myself and I'm not going to do self-healing because we're going to talk about that. Because some people try to heal themselves. Now, there's certain things when I say heal yourself, like where, where it could be okay. If you know that you have like an attitude problem, right? You don't really need God to do so much to come in and be like, <laughs> like, okay. it really takes a thing of somebody pointed out, you make a decision and be like, all right, yeah. I'm going to fix the attitude. Now, when, when you need God to really come to heal things that are impossible for you to heal, that's when, like, we're talking about principalities, you suffer from yeah. abandonment, rejection, you know, homosexuality, perversion, whatever, you know, anything that's a stronghold, mm-hmm. that's when you need the Holy Spirit. That's when you need the Lord to really come in, you know, and to heal those those places, those spaces, you know, that we can't see sometimes. Because sometimes there'll be things hidden that'll be dormant that we don't even know that's there, you know, it could have been with us since our, our childhood, literally, like even for myself, I'm very transparent before the Lord even allowed me to open my mouth and to speak and gave me this, this assignment that I'm on right now. I had one on the fast for three days, both not this before the podcast, but like something had happened and I went on a fast for three days because my friend, she said to me, she said, girl, you don't know how to be alone. I was like, girl, yes, I do. <laughs> I know how to be alone. She said, no, you don't. And so I said, wait, God, do I not know how to be alone? I had to ask myself that question. Like, do I suffer with, like, I feel the need that I have to be with somebody? And I had to go back and look at history. And I was like, yes, Kenesha, you have, like, always been married. Like, you have not, you know, always just been single. You have been in relationship. And after you left one relationship, you was inside of another relationship. And I say, yeah, girl, yeah, you don't know how to be alone. You know, I never, and it was like one time, I'll be honest, that I really took the time that I was like, all right, I'm trying to heal. 
and an enemy sent somebody like a, a, a wolf in sheep clothing, you know, as they say, and I was deceived, you know, when I ended up in this marriage that I, I, I should have been, you know, but the point of the matter is that was the only one time that I can say that I was like, all right, I'm going to take this time and just like get myself together. You know, because I was just coming out of the slam at that time. And that was 13 years, you know, 13 years, literally a marriage, three kids, you know, 13 years. And I'm like, I just want to take the time to rest. Yeah. I want to rest. And I did make that commitment, but I did not follow through because it, I, I ended up, you know, falling for the okie doke, as the old folks say, you fell for the okie doke. <laughs> you know, I fell for the okie doke. And so, you know, literally that healing um, part, it is so important that we do take yeah. time, you know, and get the, the healing that we need and not try to do self-healing. Because if you do self-healing, you're going to, you're not going to, you're not going to really heal the areas that needs to be healed because you're not going to know that it needs to be healed or you may not think, you know, that it needs to be healed. And so also when I think of like, where do I start? the research you know the bible says that my people perish due to a lack of knowledge yeah. you know with marriage that is something you do have to study you know what does marriage consist of you know and if there was a situation that i had to get divorced what does divorce consist of you know what i'm saying what are the biblical grounds for divorce come on here because mm -hmm. we just begin divorce for anything nowadays and spiritually a lot of us are still married Yes. I'm going to be honest. A lot of us are still married, and I'm going to even go further, and somebody going to get mad, but I'm going to say it because it's the Holy Ghost. A lot of us are actually committing adultery because the Bible says that when you get divorced, if you are the person that did the action and the other person divorces you, you can't get, like, if you committed adultery, you can't get remarried until that person dies biblically. Mm. Biblically, and so if you get married, literally, and that person has not died yet, and you think you're gonna just do what you want to do, you're actually the one that's committing adultery. Wow, you're not supposed to get married if you were the one that committed adultery and that person is still alive. That's the Bible, that's the Bible. That, that ain't me. And when I found that out, I was like, Wait, what? You know, like, what are you, are you serious? But it's, it's, it's true. And I'm going to post that scripture because I'm a post. I'm a person of a, a, of a scripture and a word. I ain't the one to just say stuff and I don't back it up because I don't go off of what other people say. I go off of what I read. And so I found this out years ago when I came back to Christ and I was like, wow, that's like crazy. But there are so many people, you know, that literally they don't know this stuff. Now, you're not accountable for what you don't know. But it's some people that do know and they just do what they want to do. If that makes any sense. But then there's some people that don't know. And that's why it's so important that you do research. Because what happens is when you gain more knowledge about stuff, you take more serious the commitment. You take, you're not going to be so quick. To go and do like, like let's be honest people nowadays really don't uphold the covenant of marriage you know people are i they're married to the idea of marriage but not the marriage itself they're married they're married to the wedding that's what they're married to you know they want the wedding the glitz and the glamour but they're not really married to the hard work that it takes to actually to to keep a marriage to be in a marriage because to be honest and i and i noticed because I, i've been married before twice you know 
The enemy attacks you on the agreement. And we wasn't supposed to go here, but this is the Holy Ghost. The enemy literally attacks you on the agreement. And he, what the agreement is, once a person decides, you know, we're going to get married, right? As it is in heaven, so should it be on earth. Now you're waiting for the manifestation, you know, to happen on the earth. Now the enemy's job is to, to make sure that this never happens, that it never manifests on the earth. That's the job of the enemy. And so literally people have to understand, and this has to be taught too. When you make a decision that now you're thinking about getting married, your prayer life has to go up. Come mm -hmm. on. You got to bump it up now. And now as a woman, you have to learn how to war in the spirit because you're going to be the one that's going to be really carrying, you know, that war for that prayer life. And so literally, you know, what happens is, you know, people don't, they don't know how to really fight during that process now when the enemy is attacking. Now these arguments is coming up. Now here come people out the Woolworths. You know how it happens once you get engaged. Oh, he was just this. You know what I'm saying? They had nothing to say the whole time y'all was in the relationship. Yeah. Now y'all decide that y'all want to, you know, actually get married. Oh, now he was, you know, come on, sis, you could have been said that. Or come on, bro, you could have been said something, you know, way before we decided that we wanted to say I do. But that's the job of the enemy. He wants to make sure that the agreement never happens. But if you're not aware, but the Bible say, come on, read your Bible. The Bible says we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. But if you don't study to show thyself a God, I hear you so good. There's no way that you're going to beat what you're up against. You don't even know what you're up against. You know, and so that's why it's so, and this is why the enemy is fighting. He's still with this noise because he don't want this word to come out. It's the Holy Ghost. You know, he does not want us to know literally what it is that we're up against. And people lose because they don't know what they're up against. The don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but it's against higher principalities. That's what we're wrestling against. So when even when your spouse is acting out of order, it's not him. If he got a cheating problem, come on, that would be serious. It's not him. It's the spirit that's operating behind him. And what is it your job as a wife to do? You're the help me. So you help me come where he is. And right now he needs help in an area that he's struggling in and he can't, that he can't get out of himself. So you need to meet him where he is and pray. That's it. You got to learn how to war. And the thing is, people don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the work. And sometimes you can't force people to do the work. I've been in that, that marriage, the last one, you know, where you try to save it and some people just want to follow that by own will. You know, they're not going to follow, you know, the, the will of the Lord. They're going to follow their own will. But in, in, in that case, you know, God will, to, he will ransom you. You know, he will be the one to, to, to do it, you know, to, to separate it. Because the Bible says, let no man separate what God has put together. But if a man steps out of the will of God, you know, then yeah. that's not your fault. You get what I'm saying? And so we're going to move on because I talk too much. <laughs> I told you. And so the next question is um, preparing. You was well, not really so much of a question, but it's a statement like preparing your mouth. What kind of mouth do you have? And this is as a woman. What kind of mouth do you have? What do you say about that? How how do we prepare our mouths for marriage? You prepare your mouth for marriage, first of all, through prayer, of course. Um, if you don't know how to pray, then that's already an issue in itself. <laughs> because, like you said, when covenant is involved, um, this is something that the enemy cannot stand. And so it is our job to be 
that prayer warrior that can come against the enemy's tactics and not only the enemy, but yourself. You know, you need to be praying for yourself as well as your spouse, as well as any type of devices that um, may center around your marriage. Um, I also think when it comes to your mouth, uh, it has a lot to do with how you speak over yourself, um, what your perception of yourself is, because I think a lot of times you can be hungry for something or you can desire something. And when God gives it to you, you reject it because your hunger was not enough to make you move beyond perception. And so when you are able to speak over your own life and over your possibilities, your purpose um, as a wife and really walk into this role, this really shifts the perception that you have over yourself. I'm a believer that there is power in the perception of your process. Yeah. You take a good look at the things that you have gone through and realize that nothing you experienced will be wasted. You know, I am a value. I am a gift. These are positive things that you can be speaking. Um, even if things have not worked out in the past, I'm a firm believer that a gift does not stop being a gift just because somebody mishandled it. Yeah. It's a gift, it just goes to somebody else. Yep. Their disqualification is his upgrade. And this is how God allows you to grow and mature and still be able to speak value and wealth over yourself. Um, and I think lastly, something that deals with your mouth is um, learning how to say no, the power of no, um, especially from your past. Because while you are entering your next level, you really have to be um, healed and speak over the things that you're letting go from your past, because if I'm connected to this old level, there's no possible way that I'm going to be equipped or ready to move in with anybody within a relationship on this next level. And it takes me speaking those things and really canceling those um, soul ties or relationships um, that are from my past. And when I use my mouth to do these very things, then this truly releases me fully um, to enter into a next level that God has prepared for me. Because yeah. you allow somebody to come with you on a level that is not for them, this affects them. This affects their heart, their spirit, their mind, because they're now having to acclimate to a certain level that was not even prepared for them. Wow. So in turn, we're not only affecting them, that person that we brought along with us in a level that wasn't for them in the first place, but we're affecting this person that's waiting for us. Yeah. There is somebody out there that God has made for us that is waiting for us to stop second guessing ourselves, to stop devaluing ourselves, to stop um, sabotaging ourselves from past experiences. Uh, and a lot of times they're waiting on us to show up so that they can get started. And yeah. so for tremendous things that we can use our mouths for um, as weapons, as well as, as winning. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and you know, when I think about the, the words of the, the question of like preparing your mouth and what kind of mouth do you have? 
because I'm from Philadelphia, right? And and one thing about people always say, no matter where you go in the world about Philly women, we have smart mouths, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like that when when I think of, you know, what the, what is your mouth saying or what kind of mouth do you have? People have to understand, like, when you get with another person, whether it's, you know, a friendship or a relationship, you there's some things you're going to have to correct with your mouth. Mm-hmm. Right, there's someone that's going to be some adjustments, and I'm saying this because somebody's watching this, or somebody's going to watch your replay. You you have to be able to know what kind of mouth do you have, and what it is that you need to fix. And sometimes some people don't realize with certain type of mouths that they have, it pushes men away, right? Because one thing about men, the only thing that men really want, I'm gonna be honest, right? And I'm not no menologist or anything. <laughs> But what I've learned um, from statistics, like statistically, if you would put a, a group of men in a room and you would ask them, you know, what is the, the number one reason why you cheat? They would say, due to lack of respect. Hmm. Due to lack of respect. Because literally, you know, and, and why is it, where is the lack of respect coming from? A woman's mouth. One thing that God has given us, which is a weapon, a weapon for a woman is her mouth. Because if you use it the right way, you can get whatever you want. Come on, Delilah. <laughs> now, you use it the wrong way, you're going to scare somebody away. I'm just being honest. You're going to scare somebody away. And so the thing is, I want to speak to the woman, you know, who has the mouth of like a venomous viper, like a snake. You know, where all you're doing is spewing out venom, you know, to this man. And now we're talking to the point, because this is the type of wife you don't want to be. That's the angle that we're speaking at. You don't want to be this kind of woman that all you're spitting out is venom. You know, everything that you say to him is just a venomous tongue. That's not, you know, a a beautiful type of wife, you know, spiritually or naturally. And no man, to be honest, wants a woman that that's the way that you talk to him. You know, and there is still a certain level because you got to understand your husband. Come on, Uh, Sarah, she called Abraham Lord. Yeah. Come on. She called him Lord because your husband is like your Lord. And we're not saying go around like, oh, Lord. No, we're not saying that. They're not at the same level of God. But he was showing the essence of literally like you, you're supposed to treat your husband like a king, like a Lord. You know, that's how you're supposed to present yourself to him. Now, somebody is sitting here saying, well, every time he don't act like, but that's okay. Because you got to still do what you're responsible to do. You got to still do your job. That's like if you was going to work, you know, literally, Shanika saying laugh out loud. It's true. (laughs) That's just like if you was going to work, are you not going to do your job because the other people are not doing their job? Or you want to say, well, everybody else, you know, literally is doing X, Y, and Z. So why do I got to work harder? You got to do what you're responsible for. And so at the end of the day, you feel better because if it does happen, you know, like it's a separation or whatever it is, at least you can walk away and say, you know, I did what it was that I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, if something doesn't work out, you know, and you can feel better about yourself. But when you're just that kind of woman that all you're spinning out is venom, you know, that literally you're just putting your your husband down. And that's why it's a preparation thing, because let's be honest, we know how we talk. This ain't the first time. It ain't going to be your, just wait till you get married and say, girl, your mouth. It's not going to be that. 
it's going to be a situation where you're going to come across people because that's how God is. When he really loves you, he wants you to change. He's going, it's going to be people that's going to come in your path that's going to say, listen, you need to correct that. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people. And so the venomous tongue woman is not who you want to be. And you don't want to be the lazy tongue woman either. No. The lazy tongue woman is a liar. You know, you're slurring. You know, and the people that slur, I'm always iffy of them because they lie. I'm going to be honest. People that got lazy tongues. You know, and I'm not talking about tongue twisted because Moses stuttered. Sometimes my tongue gets tongue twisted. That's the enemy because he don't want me to open up my mouth. That was one of my biggest fears of me even walking into ministry, opening up my mouth. But I'm talking about people that that just like everything that comes off their tongue is a lie. Because now what happens is you're losing the trust of your spouse. And this is vice versa. Men, y'all are not eliminated. Okay. This is for you too. Because some people suffer with that. And the thing is, if you know that you have this type of tongue, you need to ask the Lord to free you from that. Because what you don't want to do as a woman is you bring in these patterns. And that's why that healing and deliverance process is so important. And people need to not skip it. And I feel like this. I'm going to be honest with you, right? And if the Lord ever put me in a position to be, um, you know, really like in leadership, like, or whatever he gonna do with me i don't know because i i stand in so many places i don't know what god gonna do but if i ever was in position that i had to to give counsel to people like before marriage i'm gonna just say that i would literally walk these people through healing and deliverance before they say i do why do i say that and this was something the holy spirit had talked to me about one day and and i'm saying this because of experience because we see so many people they enter into these relationships, these marriages, and they have so much spiritual trauma, so much spiritual trauma. And literally, it's like rollover minutes. You know, if you don't basically use the minutes, what happens? It comes with you. And so if you don't get rid of these these principalities, these spirits or whatever it is that's on the inside of you or operating behind you, you bring them with you. You know, so for instance, if you was molested, you know, um, as a child and say, for instance, you know, God forbid this and may God protect the people. If somebody was molested by their father. Right. And you never got healed, you know, from this. And then you get married, you know, when you can't be intimate with your husband because all you're thinking about is the trauma from when you were um, molested by a man. I'm going to just say that. Right. For the sake of speaking, you know, it's going to mess up your marriage. Why? Because. A husband only has one woman that he can be intimate with. Now, I know some people stray, but we're talking about real biblical things. Uh, A man only has one woman he can be intimate with, and that's his wife. And if he can't find covering with her, it's like you're putting him in a predicament. Either he's going to divorce you, you know, or either he's going to be in a thing of like, if he's not strong, he don't really have a prayer life. Because come on, man, we building in a time, to be honest, come on. People now resorting to prayer. I'm gonna just be honest. That's not the first thing that's on people's minds. The first thing is pick up the phone, you calling your friends, some of y'all still calling your mommies and daddies, you know, and telling them what's going on in your marriage, which is another bad thing. Calling people, you know, but that's another topic for another day. But literally, you know. Things that people have to deal with, you know, spiritual trauma before they get married. And I always said, if I got put in a, a position, even if it was to train leaders, whatever, I, that would be something that I would incorporate because I feel like that would save a lot of marriages. 
Mm -hmm. people actually went through a real healing and deliverance you know process before they got married because i'm gonna be honest some people don't do it on their own for their personal life they don't do that on their singleness journey everybody's not doing that and so the thing is god i thank you at the end of the day we all have intercessory in us now some of us are stronger than other people and the thing is when the lord shows you something now he's you're you're taking the position of an intercessor forget your title of everything else you're taking the position of an intercessor and he's showing you because he wants you to intercept the plans of the enemy and so that's why it's so important too that one we're at the right place at the right time, meaning timing, but right place at the right time, meaning posture. Because if your posture is not right, you can't do anything. You can't intercept anything because you don't have any authority. You know, and it ain't so much about power because the devil got power, but you don't have no authority. And so literally, you know, I always said, you know, this would be something that I would incorporate because somebody has to be able to intercept. Because as you're talking to people and if you're spirit-led, you can see that something is, is some things are not right and so it's your job if you're really counseling to be able to see okay here's some glitches here here's some things that you know that's going to need to be worked on and so the thing is to be safe so that these people are not coming back to you now talking about we want to get a divorce you know unless it's just like the, the say all be all you know and that's just what the you know it was it's the creed but if that's not the situation, I feel like so many marriages could be saved if people actually took the time. First of all, that's that relationship part is so important. We I can't train right now today on that. But <laughs> seriously, if people took the time to to really tap into that, and that's why we gotta live in the realm of the spirit. People gotta stop saying I gotta tap in. No, you should be living there because you gotta be able to see the stuff. There are people that are depending for people that say they can see to really see. You know, it's time that we stop seeing what we want to see. And it's time that we stop playing with the prophetic. And the Lord said, and I said it to you, he's even purifying the prophetic. <laughs> he is doing a separation in this hour. Yes. He really is because there's a lot of people. And, and uh, Apostle Carl said it to me earlier. He said, you know, they're like a prophet for hire. And this, this people are doing it. And the Lord saying, uh-uh, I'm purifying the prophetic. I'm stripping some people. I'm stripping some mantles. I ain't going to take your gift back, but I'm taking me off of you. Yeah. I'm taking my hand off of you. You know, and so that is it's just so important. So, guys, we're going to take a break. And we will be right back after this break. You guys, stay tuned.
you're tuned back into the Dope Girls Pray podcast. Again, I'm your host, Kanisha H. Um, and we have our guest speaker, Miss Prophetess Yolanda D. Mercer. And basically, guys, we are talking about our hot topic for tonight is my advice to the women before her marriage, raising up Esther's. Um, in this season and so we dug into a lot of things if you guys are just tuning in and we kind of started off just talking about you know where should we start you know preparation before getting married the research just studying you know actually studying definitions you know terms and then we went into you know uh, what kind of mouth do you have like preparation of preparing your mouth you know before you actually you know say i do you know working on those things and we also dabbed into as well healing and deliverance you know trying to get the healing that we need you know before we pair up with somebody because that is so important your job is to come whole his job is to come whole and then when you come together you're supposed to make each other better and it is supposed to be god that completes you and so people have to stop skipping processes and that's kind of what we're talking about so if you guys are just tuning in with us we need you to share invite um people so that they can benefit from this podcast on today so again miss yolanda we thank you so much for being with us on tonight and just sharing with us and worshiping so our next question um, and it's more so like just a, a, a subtopic too, but adornment, adornment. Like, why is that important um, for our sisters to know adornment before, you know, we say I do before we get married? Um, I would say just really going back to that whole space of value and worth. Um I think that that is critical because how can I expect someone to see value in myself if I don't see it in myself? Yeah. <laughs> so it really starts with us and it really starts with the perception that we have of ourselves and how we're taking care of ourselves, how we are presenting ourselves, um, how we feel about ourselves. Um, to me, that is very critical. Because if we do not have a certain level of self-value and self-worth, then when anybody comes along, we accept anything. And this is where we begin to kind of create even like a spirit of obligation. Yeah. We find someone and we are so enamored with how they are um, interested in us, even though the eyes that they see us in are not at a standard that should be. And this is the standard that we've set low already because we don't have a high uh, interest or um, confidence in ourselves as it is. And so we develop this spirit of obligation where their need for us extends far beyond the expiration date. And them needing to separate from us is no longer an option because we are so happy we have this need to be needed yeah. uh, which is to me very dangerous ground and so yes i do think it's very important to have that adornment to have that um self-care to have that uh understanding of value and um confidence and self-worth in oneself and just an understanding of who you are like that's a major question when it comes to a woman um or even what womanhood is you know who am i as a woman you know have i truly walked into womanhood 
um, before I can embark on a relationship, let alone a marriage. I mean, that word in itself is a loaded word, like yeah. it's womanhood, you know, and when you can start to embark upon that type of conversation with yourself, this is when we can truly open the door to partnering with somebody that is not there to all of a sudden show us who we are, but it's just an enhancement to be honest. If I already know who I am and whose I am and who I belong to in God, then them coming along is just an enhancement um, and confirmation of who I was created to be. Yeah. And you know, when I think about adornment, um, it's so abstract. I think about a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. But the first thing that before I speak about what I think about that the Holy Spirit just said to me, um, what I've noticed about adornment as well, it's not taught at a young age. Mm -hmm. Not for everybody. Now, there are some people, um, some generations where, you know, their parents, they were doing like adornment. You know, like as it pertains to, you know, it's going to sound so old, but like <laughs> shopping, you know, stuff like that, underwear shopping, making sure yeah. that you have a proper undergarment, you know, stuff like that. But what I'm saying is I, I feel like, because like, I feel like, you know, with the older generation, I watch those older movies, you did see a lot of adornment. Yeah. You did see like, you know, the girls, the, the, the young girls they had their hair rolled up every night. They would know how to roll their hair up, you know, have on certain pajamas, you know, different things. But I feel like we have strayed away from really like as mothers as well, because it started at home first. We depend on the church to do everything. But we have strayed away from really that adornment piece. You know, um, because one thing that I've noticed when I lived overseas, when I used to live in Egypt. They kind of start training their kids really young um, for like a death life. And so with the women, they were really big on with the daughters, like, you know, preparing them for marriage. Like, you know, how they, um, you know, with like cooking, cleaning, like just different things. And somebody is saying like, well, they probably get married young. But that's not, oh, that's not true. Not all places, you know, people are getting married young. Some people are getting married at you know, after college and different things of that nature because times have changed. But the thing is, the reason why the preparation is done that they said when I looked overseas because the goal for the daughter is when she get married is to not have to return back home. Because overseas, and this is like not just overseas, but biblical times too, before you got married, you still live with your parents. You know, no matter how old you were. You know, the, especially with the daughter, they didn't just send their daughters out. You know, you stayed at home. And so literally, you know, um, the, that, that time of them being there was the preparation time. And the mother would spend, you know, time with, you know, brushing your hair this way. And, you know, making sure that you're, you're smelling sweet, you know, fragrances. You know, because let's be honest, sometimes with some people, and I'm just going to be honest, they be smelling and looking all kinds of ways. I got to say it. Because if we can smell you, I know your husband yeah. can smell you. I got to say it. And I'm not yeah. being rude. I'm talking about everybody. But, you know, sometimes those things were not taught growing up. I'm going to tell you an honest God uh, story, right? When I used to work in the prison, I had a girl, literally, who and she put it in the trash can. 
And so I said to her, what will possess you to do that? And she said, that's how she was raised. Wow. That's how she was raised. And so it went from something that was like, girl, to you felt bad. Because let's be honest, everybody comes from like different types of backgrounds, you know, with stuff like that. And what we're talking about is, is it is biblical, but it's also cultural too. It's also mm -hmm. cultural too, because at the at the end of the day, there is a, a certain way. Like even a woman in the Bible that's supposed to adorn herself. And the first thing yeah. you want to be technical, you should be adorning yourself with prayer. That's an adornment. You know, prayer is an adornment. You should be adorning yourself with prayer, and then adorning yourself with the word. Yes. You know, literally, and then it goes into that self care thing because guess what? Self care will come easy when you have a prayer and you're doing yourself with the word. Because if you're reading the word, you have instruction. Come on, mm -hmm. you have instruction because those people that preceded us, you know, are the the best of examples. Now, everybody wasn't perfect, but you know, they were people that were chosen by God, and their story made the Bible for a reason. It was for us to know, and so literally. You know, that self-care part is important. Like, you shouldn't be just walking around the house any kind of way. Now, if once you get married and your husband say, oh, you ain't got to do all that, then that's your relationship. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. fine. You might say, don't wear the Nicki Minaj wig tonight. You know, it's okay. You can just wear your natural hair out. And that's fine. You know, but the thing is, you know, it, it still should be a level of adornment that even if you're not going to be a person, because some people are not people that's into like makeup and different things and stuff mm -hmm. like that or whatever like that. However, if you are married, because now this is where compromising coming at and your husband likes certain things. I'm not saying go out and be dragged. We're not talking about that. You know, but if he does like that, you know, you wear some eyeliner once in a while, but she's like, I don't wear makeup. Sis, put the eyeliner on because you guys just want to keep him happy. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you probably got your little pet peeves too of stuff that you yeah. like and don't like and you want them to do it, but you can't wear eyeliner. You know, we should be rushing to do stuff that's going to be pleasing to our husbands. You know, at the end of the day, what does the Bible says? Wives submit to your husband. Now, they didn't say be in control, but that part about the submission is the mouth part. Because we, the, the Lord knows, we don't know how to be quiet. We don't know how to be quiet. And that's why he, he made it a commandment. Wives submit to your husband. He said, husbands love your wives. Because you know why? It's hard for a woman to submit. And it's hard for men to love. Men can be in relationships and never have a feeling. They can go from woman to woman to woman to woman and just be like, good, I ain't never got to get married. I don't feel no love. I don't make myself. Well, women, the Lord didn't have to, and the spirit of revelation had said this to me one day, but the Lord didn't have to say, oh, wives, love your husband. Women naturally love. That's a part of our nature. We naturally love. So even if we don't love like right away, eventually we're going to love him. You know? And so, you know, it's, it's, it's just so important that those things happen and the compromise has to happen too because i know everybody's different you know what maybe for somebody else somebody else might not do but the thing is i'm gonna be honest you know all men like to look at something nice i'm not saying go do nothing crazy we ain't talk about that we still be keeping it purified but if the bedroom is undefiled but once you get married you know you can wear whatever you want in there and you know we're gonna talk about that though but the point of the matter is 
you know, that adornment piece, you know, it, it has to be something because there are some people that are um, in marriages or relationships and the man wants you to, to look a certain way. And you're just like, well, I just don't care and I'm not doing that. And it's going to really cause a problem. Y'all got to meet at the middle ground. Okay, now I know that you like this, but maybe can I just do it this way? And he has to compromise it like, okay, because it can't be a thing of control. You're not in control. Only God is in control. You know, we're not operating in Jezebel, you know, but the thing is, it has to be a compromise because you want to make sure that you're the one that has all of his attention. And that's the purpose of why that preparation piece, you know, is, is so important. You know, yeah, she said, exactly. Amen. Yes, Alicia, exactly. <laughs> you know, that, that preparation is so important because, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to feel some kind of way if your husband keeps saying, sis, I want you to comb your hair. You never comb it. Y'all go out to eat. And the waitress walk by with her hair comb and he like this. And you like, bro, sis, <laughs> let's be honest. You're not helping him. You get what I'm saying? Your job is to, to keep him. And I'm not talking about like keep him in the marriage, but you're supposed to be keeping him down there, keeping him. You're covering him. That's a part of you covering him. You know, literally he's running home to you when he needs to cover himself. You know, when he needs to have that intimate time and people forsake it. Shanika laughing, but it's true. People forsake that part. They they take it so light because you know why? A lot of us get comfortable too. Mm -hmm. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> The enemy is a clear enemy to us. He's a clear enemy to us. And guess what? I don't care how cute you are. I always say this. Even Beyonce got cheated on. Yeah. You yeah. get what I'm saying? It does not matter how cute you are. If you know, if if you and I'm and I don't want to be with nobody that I have to I have to feel like this way about. But I'm just saying this stuff happens. So we got to be realistic. There's no perfect marriage. You know, everybody's not Ruth and Boaz. Come on, let's be honest. That mm -hmm. ain't everybody's you know, situation. Some people have to deal with certain things and they just keep it moving. But the thing is, when if you make a decision, and I'm being serious now, if you make a decision that you want to stay, you have to. It, it has to be a compromise. If you know that he, he went out or stepped out because of a, a such and such a reason, and say you could look like the say y'all be y'all, but it's your mouth. You got to correct your mouth because now you can't think that it gives you ground, you know, first of all, to, to talk to him a certain way because he stepped out. Now, it's either you forgave him or you didn't. And we got to forgive because Christ forgave. Come on, Christian, because you're saying you saved. You know, you got to forgive. You know, if you're going to stay now, you had the option to opt out and, you know, you could have been in the right and got married again because you're not the one that committed adultery, you know, but if you chose to stay, you know, and this is one thing that people mess up on because they'll stay in the marriage after the, the spouse has cheated and, and kudos because thing is stuff happens. Let's be honest, stuff happens, you know, and everybody is not at a level where they can just like turn the other way, resist the, the devil and flee. You know, everybody falls short of God's glory. So if you decide, you know, to, to be the one to stay, you know, and, and save the marriage, you know, you have to treat it as if it never happened. Why? And I know somebody like, sis, I was with you until now. You had to because you, Christ did it for us. There are so many things that we do on a daily basis.
you know, literally, and, and we're asking God to forgive us. And the Lord, you know, he's forgiven us. But when it comes to our spouses or people that hurt us, we can't let go. But how are we holding you? When, when, when Jesus came, there's no condemnation now. How are we holding a person when, when God is not holding us? How dare we? But we do it. We do it. And so what happens is you end up really damaging the marriage more because it's like, okay, you, it's like almost like what Moses said to God. Oh, God, you can't kill them because if you kill them, they're going to say you just took them out of Egypt just to kill them. So you let them stay and then you, you let them stay just to kill them, meaning like to kill him with your words. You get what I'm saying? You would just better off just leaving him where he was. If you wasn't really going to be over the situation. And the thing is, that is so important because I'm be honest, stuff happens. Yeah. Stuff happens. And when that stuff happens, the Lord is showing you for a reason. That's when you got to tap into your intercessor. And if you was on your job and you did the research before you actually got married, you would have knew what to cover before it happened. Help me, Holy Ghost. Yeah. I'm so serious. You would have known because you know why? When you have relationship with the Father and you stay in the secret place, the Lord, what does he say? I unfold my mysteries to you. When you really stand at a place with the Father and you really like, okay, God, this is what I want. First of all, God will stand behind you if you stand in obedience. Mm -hmm. Two, he's going to prepare you because that's what God does. He never sends us out unequipped. I feel my help coming. He <laughs> never sends us out unequipped. He trains us for the battle because, to be honest, once you get married, it's a battle. Mm -hmm. It's a battle. You signing up for the war. Once you say that I do, now you stepped onto the battlefield and you were supposed to prepare before the marriage came. You yeah. were supposed to be in that boot camp, signing up for every sister's class. Because, come on, people were saying, well, I wasn't prepared. How many classes people was posting? How many conferences people was um, was having and you did not go to neither one of them or none of them and you know that she was a woman that was desiring to be married. The Lord was trying to prepare you, but you did not heed what he was sending. And so now you get into it and you like, well, nobody told me. God told me. Even if nobody verbally told you, physically told you, spiritually told you, the Lord was sending you signs, but we don't pay attention because we're so distracted with everything else. You know, you were too busy watching Love and Hip Hop, thinking that that was the ideal wife, and it wasn't. That was for TV. And so, you know, literally, I, I, I can't stress this enough. You know, the Lord would have prepared us. Like, not saying he's going to tell you everything. Something mm -hmm. has to happen. I don't care how much you have a relationship, you know, with the father. Some things he's going to let happen because depending on what it is that you carry, he needs some things to happen for activation, you know, because you're never going to go to speak about something that you have not experienced. That's not how God works. You know, I couldn't talk about none of this stuff if I never was married or ever really wrote a book on, you know, preparation of getting married and stuff like that. I wouldn't be able to talk about it. Who am I? But the point of the matter that that has been experienced and experienced, they say is the best teacher. That's why I'm able to talk about it. But the thing is, people have to get that prayer life. Come on, that relationship. That's our first, first obligation before a title and everything else. Servitude. Yes. Being a servant, being a servant, you know, literally. And so if we would have took the time to go through the process before getting married, we would have known this. The things that it, that we had to look for, the things that we had to do, you know, once we came in, because it's preventative measures, not saying, you know, that you're going to prevent everything. But come on, if you you living in, in the room of the spirit, 
Because that's where you come from anyway. The Bible says we're to worship in spirit and in truth. We're not from here. We're just here having an earthly experience on assignment. You know, but at the end of the day, we would have been well equipped. And even if we weren't well equipped before, you still were supposed to be building relationships even after you got married. And the Lord would have said to you, okay, come on now. This is what you have to cover. So somebody's saying, well, I didn't hear nothing yet. You heard it now. Because the Lord is speaking. When you see stuff like that happen in a marriage or even a relationship, you know, before you get married, because sometimes people are in bad people, but they have little ways. You got to cover those areas. You got to go in the room of the spirit. You got to pray. You got to pray. Literally cover that person because even if you decide that you don't want to marry that person, the blood is still on your hand because the Lord still showed you. Yeah. So you still have to intercede, you know, for that person. So, um, and that was the last question in your prayer life. So that was the Holy, I'm trying to tell y'all was the Holy Ghost because it went right into it, increasing your prayer life. Yeah. And we just literally covered that. We literally just covered that. So we, I'm not going to even try to make up anything. I don't do that. When the spirit lives, that's it. But, um, you know, guys, we, we are having a lot of things. I'm going to mute your mic really fast because of the, um, the noise. But we are having a lot of things coming up for um, the end of this month, guys, um, especially with our, our Dope Girls Pray University. And we're going to be literally covering things like this. We're covering just servitude stuff, stuff on just being a servant. It's for females only. Sorry, guys, not this time. You can't come. But it's only for females. And we're just going, the Lord said to go back to the basics. And that's literally what we're going to be doing. It's not going to be so much of a um a thing like how sometimes people have those classes and taking tests and you're not going to get no certificate at the end of it or anything like i may do something cute i might just say y'all just completed a semester but it's not going to be like no elevation it's none of that it's just really just basically a gathering where women can come and we talk about different topics and we study linguistically though you know with proofs from the bible and things from black and white you know different topics and stuff like that and we're just going to get deeper insight because God wants us to go deeper in this season. We've been very surface, you know, when the Lord is trying to bring us deeper. He's trying to broaden our knowledge, literally, because it's not just, I'm not supposed to just learn all this stuff or people that teach, they're not just supposed to learn it just so that they sound good. They're supposed to learn it and to, to first implement what they know and then teach it. And then once they teach it, you know, you guys are supposed to do the same thing, absorb it, you know, implement it, and then you're supposed to go and teach it. And that's why it's so important and it's so good to at the same time because then this stuff is like recycled, you know, and as the Lord, you build relationship with the Father and the Lord speaks to you, he starts tweaking because you know what happens? The Lord, so he will change for like what it is at the time. So it'll go with what it is at the time, like what's needed. So you might take one piece of, of something that you learn and the Holy Spirit say, now put this with it because this is needed for the time. And so if you have not signed up yet for the Dope Girls Pray University for the fall semester, we only have 10 slots left. Go and sign up. I'll post a link for you guys. And it's on the page. Um, literally, I didn't put the flyer in here this time, but it's on the page, guys. You can sign up. We're just going to be just having um, it's not going to just be girl talk. It's going to be serious talk, but it's going to be girl talk and it's going to be for women. And we're going back to the basics. We're covering basic things, um, but we're going deeper in insight. And we're also having our Reinvent Yourself virtual women's retreat 
for healing and deliverance on August 29th. I'm going to play a clip and you guys can register after it. yourself healing and deliverance virtual women's retreat so if you have not signed up guys you better go and sign up it's going to be awesome it's going to be a move of god it's not going to just be the regular conference we're not we're not coming just to see who's going to be there who's preaching who's saying what the lord needs us whole in this season for what's coming he's trying to equip us and so this is going to be a serious thing anything that the Lord gives me to do. I'm always taking it serious. I'm not doing it because I have nothing else to do with my time because it's too much warfare that's attached to the things that God really wants to do. And if I'm fighting, you know, that means I'm fighting for a cause because God is really trying to move. He's really trying to do something. And what he's trying to do is get us whole, get us whole in this season so that when the real revival comes, we can be equipped to handle the numbers of people that are going to be coming in due to the conversion, which is the greatest miracle Jesus ever performed was with the conversion of our minds. And so, guys, go and register and sign up if you haven't yet so that you can be a part of this encounter. It's going to be an encounter, you know, and that's what really builds relationships. It's encounters. It's not because you're a part of a religion. It's the encounters that you have with the Holy Spirit, that you have with the Father. And that's what keeps you rooted, those encounters. It's the affirmations, literally, you know, that you know that God is real. Even though you've never seen him, you've never seen the wind, but you've seen the effects of it. So you know the wind is real. And so it's the same thing with Jesus, the same thing with the Holy Spirit, the same thing with the Father. We've never seen them, but we've seen the effects of it. So we know that it's real. God, I thank you. And so we are going to see the effects of what God is going to do, what the Holy Spirit is going to do on that night. People are going to be healed, delivered, and set free so that they can get the wholeness that they need for their next, for their next, whatever it is that God has you doing in the next season, because we are all here on assignment. It's not just myself. It's not just Prophetess Yolanda. It's not just other people that you see. Everybody has an assignment. We just pick and choose if we're going to step into it or not. So you have to make a decision. But before you, at before, well, and when you make the decision, now you got to make a decision to actually get healed and delivered and set free so that God can really use you and you can be effective. Because we're bleeding too much as the body of Christ and we're bleeding on other people and we never went through the process. And God is, I'm trying to tell you guys, if y'all don't hear nothing else, I say, hear this. He's taken us back to the basics. He's taken us back to the basics. And so if you have not registered, I need you guys to go and register. It's going to be awesome. It's free. Come on. 
stuff ain't free no more it's free it causes you nothing healing and deliverance should never cost you anything it's free and so guys you can go and register www.dopegirlspray.com all right so that's all of the announcement that we have for tonight also yes you guys can catch the audio replay as well if you want to download maybe you're an audio listener you can subscribe to our channels we're on apple Podcasts. you can download the podcast there if you want to catch up on other podcasts we're on spotify as well if you have a spotify um app and if we're on pandora as well if you want to download pandora our channel you can download there and anchor fm which is our home base station as well so if you guys are audio learners you can go and download the audio um podcast version so that you can listen or if you just want to catch up because some people are not visual learners some people need to hear so again we thank our guest speaker um miss yolanda d mercer prophetess yolanda for coming on and sharing with us and giving her time this girl is dope y'all y'all gotta check her out she does a lot of amazing things um for the kingdom and so you make sure you go and follow her and keep up what it is what she's doing for the kingdom as well support kingdom business guys and so yolanda we thank you so much so much yes ma'am for coming on thank you yes father god in the name of jesus we love you we glorify you we praise yes, you and we adore you thank you for this opportunity lord to just sit on this platform oh god first of all and glorify you oh god we thank you for the opportunity lord even in the midst yes, of challenges your still being released and your words of hope and deliverance still being released oh god we thank you that even in this moment in time that we are living in lord that you are yes, still god that every tool that you have given us, Lord, we amplify like never before because your hand is on it. We ask, oh God, that even in the midst of these problems, Lord, we know that you create problems to make our gifts important. Yes, so that's right now that you make our gifts important in this season. Yes, Jesus. Allow your word to transform lives like never before. Yes, Lord. Everything that we do because we put you first. Yes, Jesus. And we praise you in Jesus' name. We pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. To God be the glory. And so, guys, again, we thank you so much um, for tuning in to the Dope Girls Pray podcast. Again, I'm your host, Kanisha H. You guys were just tuned in for our hot topics, and our hot topic tonight was my advice to my sister before her marriage, raising up Esther's for um, this generation. And again, our guest speaker for tonight was Miss Yolanda. Mercer and you guys have a good night. Be blessed. the dope girls pray podcast i'm your host kamisha h we have a special guest coming on tonight and i know you do not want to miss this stay tuned and remember dope girls do pray